The upstate of South Carolina is filled with many individuals, businesses, and organizations that are collectively helping to shape the upstate as a leading place to live, learn, do business, and raise a family. My name is Dean Hebel, and I am the Executive Director of Ten at the Top, a regional nonprofit organization with the mission of fostering collaboration and partnership around issues that impact economic vitality and quality of life. Thanks for joining me for Upstate Gems, our podcast where I chat with upstate influencers to learn about their journey and how they are making a difference in the upstate. I am delighted to welcome for this session, V. Daniel, the CEO of the Better Business Bureau of the Upstate. V, welcome to Upstate Gems. Thanks, Dean. I'm excited about being in here today. Yeah, so I want to start maybe with with a little bit about your career path. I know you have uh, worn a number of hats before uh, coming to Better Business Bureau. Talk a little bit about kind of your journey of how you got uh, to where you are today in leading the Better Business Bureau here in the upstate. Okay, um, well, I've, I've actually been in the nonprofit sector for almost 20 plus years, and I started with that with the Home Builders Association of Spartanburg, where I served as an executive officer there in Spartanburg for 10 years. And then after that, I went to work for the um, Home Builders Association of South Carolina, where I was the membership, membership service um, manager, director, that I traveled the state and worked with local, uh, local home builders associations, membership, did membership drives, all that wonderful stuff. And then while I was there, the Better Business Bureau reached out to me and asked if I would consider applying for the president job at the BBB. And I said yes. And three months after that, and um, I just celebrated my 11 years of being here. So that's Great. kind of my journey. So um, let's talk a little bit about kind of what the Better Business Bureau does. I think everybody has some awareness about, um, you know, the, the role the BBB plays in, um, you know, uh, looking at fraud and things of that nature. But give a kind of an overview of what um, a local chapter, the upstate chapter does specifically uh, uh, through the Better Business Bureau. Mm -hmm. Well, Dean, the number one thing that the Better Business Bureau does is help consumers find businesses they can trust. And we do in that by accredited by accrediting businesses that actually will um, will actually um, work with us on our their our eight standards of trust. They have to sign an agreement that they'll be, you know, honest, trustworthy, you know, answer disputes, um, and then the list goes on. Um, and once that is, is once they actually do the paperwork and we look into that and do the vetting, then we can make them a credit business. And so um, by doing that, it helps consumers know more about the business. And, you know, if they're licensed, if they're properly insured, you know, here in South Carolina, you have to have workers comp, we have four or more employees. So we make sure we do go through the vetting process with the accredited businesses so um, consumers can feel like they're dealing with a good business. Um, and um, some of the other stuff that we do here are our core services, such as disputes. I mean, we handle anywhere from three to 400 disputes a, mo a month between consumers and businesses. Our goal is to build marketplace trust between those businesses and um, to increase marketplace trust here in the upstate. Um, so we do that through that. We handle customer, we handle customer reviews. 
the beauty of our the Better Business Bureau customer reviews is, you know, we don't just put something out there. We give that we send the um, when we receive a customer review from a consumer, we um, send that back to the consumer, making sure that that is a consumer and not a competitor or anything that somebody's trying to, um, you know, put a review out there that maybe is not true. Um, and the business has has an opportunity to respond, which is really good. Sometimes they get slammed on some of the other review sites, and they have no recourse. Here, they if they say, "I don't know who this bit, who this consumer is," the consumer would have to prove that. Um, we do arbitration, we do mediation. Um, we are, are very blessed that we have, you know, local um, attorneys here and um, trained professionals that actually do it pro bono for the for the BBB. And so, when we can't resolve a dispute, then um, the consumer and business can decide whether they want to go to arbitration or mediation. And um, you know, we do ad review. The BBB started a hundred years ago, hundred years plus actually, um, on um, false advertisement. We still manage um, false advertisement today. We follow the FTC guidelines, and if we see a business that's not advertising properly, we actually just kind of send them a letter and ask them to change that, and we give them recommendations based on what the FTC would say. And um, that has really worked well. But not only do we you know, talk to business about it, we also applaud businesses where every quarter we give out applause award to a business that's doing the right thing when it comes to advertisement. Um, I'm trying to think other things that we do other than business development. Um, in our foundation, which um, Dean, you're probably familiar with, with our um, Savvy Senior Program, um, through our fab, with our um, foundation that we, uh, education foundation. So we do, we give out um, scholarships to um, rising seniors each year um, in our 10 county service area, which is our student of integrity program. Um, we, act, we have a program called Savvy Seniors where we present um, senior um, scam prevention tips and red flags to senior groups. And our hope, our hope is helping to decrease the number of seniors falling victim to scams and identity theft. And then we go in the schools and we have an ethics program where we have three curriculums, which is online safety, cyberbullying, financial literacy curriculum. And um, last but not least is the one that we have that is about integrity, ethics. We actually do one, it's called Everyday Ethics. Um, and we do um, eight secure your ID um, shred days a year, which is one of our programs through the education where we're hoping to deter um, you know, consumers from falling victim to identity theft by actually shredding their personal information. And they can do that free at any of our um, events. So that kind of tells you a little bit about what the BBB does. Yeah, quite a, a, a wide array of things. And let's unpack a couple of those. First, um, you know, you mentioned, which seems like an amazingly high number, but 300 disputes a month. Is that what you said? Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. Now, what kind of disputes would, would that be? Is it pricing or services we, weren't received? Or how does yeah. that how, how does that work? And how does someone know to go through the Better Business Bureau to do that? Yeah, it has to involve a product or service. No, we don't get into pricing. We don't tell, you know, we don't 
tell um, businesses what they have to charge. So we don't get into the pricing of that. Um, but yeah, so we don't um, actually, if they have, if, if they're in lit litigation, we don't handle that complaint. That's where nonprofit, we're not, uh, you know, actually a court of law. So we mm -hmm. don't handle those. Um, but yeah, we we average that many, um, and you know that has tend to grow. That has tend to grow since COVID. I think maybe because more people were at home, and so if they had an issue six months ago, or uh, that they have let go, <laughs> they have decided that now's the time to file with the BBB. But the beauty is, is we made a, re a neutral party. The the business and the consumer goes back and forth. And then that is what we wanted to do is get the discussion going. And, um, and then if they, it continues to go back and forth, then um, you know, it will have to end up trying to close it within 30 days. And then we offer the arbitration and mediation, whether they want, would like to do that or not. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's up to them. And then, um, you know, of course, the, the fraud and the work with, with seniors, um, that's another thing that seems to have grown quite a bit, not just during COVID, but really in the last five to 10 years. I mean, as, as I've said uh, before, and I, I credit this to my wife, she said, if, if people would just use their, their talents for good instead of evil, we wouldn't have to worry about some of these things. But I mean, it is amazing some of the the level that people will go as it relates to, to fraud, you know, trying to, whether it's identity theft or getting people to, you know, send uh, gift cards or, I mean, there's all these different fraud types of, of things out there, um, you know, and as you said, seniors, while, while anybody can be, you know, an, a victim, seniors seem to be the most, um, uh, prone to this kind of, of situation. What are some of the, the specific types of frauds that you see and how do you try to educate seniors uh, as to um, you know, what to look for and what not to do? Well, currently, um, I think it was last year was actually in, and you wouldn't think about with seniors doing that, but the two generations to be highly scammed are seniors, as you mentioned, and millennials. They're the, the most, they're the two most trustworthy generations <laughs> that we have. And so that is why. And, um, but um, I'll just kind of mention a scam that had happened recently that was just really sad for everybody involved, but we had a grandparent scam and actually um, it was um, WSPA that actually did a story on it. It ended up being my daughter's best friend's grandparents. So the grandparents fell for the scam. Um, they actually, you know, they were told that their grandson had been in an accident and that they, he was in the hospital and they were going to release him, release him, but they didn't have the money to do it. And so they were asking them before they could discharge him that they needed to get the money. Um, the actual seniors actually sent um, $14,000 to Huntington Beach, California and, and also sent another $15,000 to Huntington Beach, California and um, that they, they really did think that their, their grandson was in an accident. They convinced them, scammers are very convincing. They're getting even better at it. 
Um, and so, you know, the red flags would be not really more so of a red flag, but what I tell consumers when it comes to anything with the grandparent scam is to hang up the phone and call your grandson, call your granddaughter, call your niece, whoever that they might be talking about, call their parents, you know what I mean? Um, and maybe you also even have a code that you use that you could say, well, if you're, if my grandparent, my grandson's with you, what's our code? Our, you know, what's our favorite word? So, um, but yeah, it's, that was really, really sad because they really thought that they were going to do um, the house that was the, the money was sent to was a, that I found was a house in um, Huntington Beach, California that was on Zillow and it was vacant. Um, and unfortunately that um, the consumers actually gave them they called it back and wanted the tracking number and they gave them the tracking number. So they knew exactly when the money was going to arrive. Wow. That is. And there's amazing. nothing you can do. I mean, if, if right. and that's the thing is what I keep telling them is, you know, don't send money, don't send gift cards, don't send, you know, red dot, green dots. They have all these different cards that they do use um, and don't, you know, we had another couple with the grandparent scams sent, went to Walmart and got eight $500 gift cards, called the scammer back, gave them the numbers off. And, you know, by the end of the day, they had already, all the balances were zero. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, it's hard to say, you know, to say that, to, <laughs> that there's really nothing you can do, but what we can do is, continue to get is to get in front of as many seniors as we can get in front of to inform them about the red flags and prevention prevention tips and what to do and what not to do right well i think your, your point about you know of picking up the phone and making that direct call although i i venture to say the scammers probably in that case probably said something like you know well you know they're can't come the phone or they're you know, they're, they're still in the hospital or whatever it is. And, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, as a, as a senior, um, you know, you, you want to do what's right, but you're, you're, you've got so many things going on that sometimes, you know, you're not able to process maybe in the way that, that um, would, would make you clear right. that, that things are not exactly. uh, 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 up to, mm -hmm. to snuff there. Um, what, uh in terms of of um, maybe some of the other uh, business type scams that you've seen, are there any any things that, especially after COVID, that uh -huh. have have been prominent? Mm -hmm. um, I think with the businesses is still that the office supply scam. You know, they try to call the business and tell them that they have a great rate on office supplies and they're talking normally most businesses to like the receptionist or, or whoever answers the phone and offers them a great deal. Um, you know, they order them, they pay, you know, they pay for them. <laughs> they um, give them their credit card and, you know, the shipment never comes. Um, and so that's, that continues to be still a big one for what we see. Um, businesses too, a lot, um, one recently is where a business, where a scammer actually hacked their, um, actually kind of, I wouldn't probably say, I shouldn't say hacked, but basically 
duplicated their website and started acting like that bit their business. And it was, um, you know, where, you know, and with consumers and getting consumer contacts information, all this kind of stuff and everything, which makes, means maybe that they were probably not only on their website, but maybe they hacked their email. So, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens with businesses um, very frequently. Um, and more and more, we had a um, puppy scam and the puppy scam is an online puppy scam where they do the same thing. They duplicate the pictures on other people's sites, make this, these sweet little puppies <laughs> beautiful to, you know, to people. And then they ask for deposits and the, you know, the puppies never delivered, but it's just kind of the same thing. I mean, with, with businesses, like even like me, I mean, I have, it was a couple of weeks ago, I had someone call me and tell me that, that they could reduce my um, student loan. And I kind of laughed and said, I graduated 30 plus years ago. If I haven't paid for my, my student loan now, there's a bigger problem than you calling me trying to scam me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's they're, they're relentless. They don't care who they call. I mean, Lord, you know, and I answer the phone, Better Business Bureau, they don't hang up. I mean, they are out to get act to act at their their gain is to is to scam you at as much money as you can as they can, or much as much money that you'll put on a you know gift card or, but you know it's what I try to tell seniors too is you know if you didn't initiate the call, hang up. If you didn't right. initiate or you don't know who's calling you, hang up. Well, and, and whether it's a, a business or your bank or whatever it is, they are typically not going to call you and then ask you to give them your social security number or a routing number or anything like that, right? So mm -hmm. that's probably a red flag. Medicare, calls. Yeah, neither it's neither's Medicare, the IRS, the IRS still will send you a letter. They're not going to call you. Medicare is not going to call you and ask you for your Medicare number. <laughs> they're not going to do right. that. They they're pretty much they pretty much know because I'm sure over time they've lost money with the scammers as well. Um, but yeah, they're not going to ask that personal information over the phone. Um, so I know there are a lot of these type of tips on your website and certainly on the National BBB site. Um, can you give me the, if someone wants to, to learn more about kind of what they can do, whether it's for themselves or their parents or their business, uh, to, to uh, be able to utilize some of your tips and services, uh, can you share the, your uh, a website URL for us? Yeah, um, that would be um, actually the, the bbb.org. And I'm actually, I don't know the exact, but I can get that to you, Dean. I don't have the bbb.org you can get on, but you there, it's a certain, um, I don't know if it's, I think I, I want to say it's scam tips. Um, but another thing too is our scam tracker, which is bbb.org backslash scam tracker that we started in 2015, where people can go on and look at what's happening with different scams, whether it's the grandparent scam, social security scam, you know, whatever it's scam, their names, and it'll, they can, they can learn about that, but they can also report scams on there as well. Okay, so bbb.org is where back, people can go to, 
to yeah, find piggyback general back, information backslash and then, dam tracker. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that'll be very helpful for people who, who are looking for more details about some of these things, because it is amazing how much is out there. And, uh, um, you know, I think most of us see something every day or a couple of days, uh, whether it's a phone call or an email uh, from someone. And it, it is just amazing how that has uh, continued and grown. And it's great that the BBB is out there tracking these and, and trying to share uh, information about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dean, we would love to come. Um, we have presenters that do the Savvy Senior presentation. We'd love to come if, if you know, our listeners have a, um, you know, a group, a senior group that they know at church or, you know, um, senior centers anywhere. I mean, we will come throughout the upstate. Um, and if they would like to get in touch with, with us, that's um, just that they would do the foundation at upstatesc.bbb.org. Great. Well, um, V, how about uh, going into some of these rapid fire okay. questions to close? You ready to do that? Sounds good. I'm ready. All right. So I'm going to ask you a, a question and then want a short, you know, 10, 15 second answer for, for each okay. one. Okay. So we'll start with the first one. What is something you learned and still use today from a mentor or past colleague? Say, I would think that um, I'm going to probably my growing up, my mentor was always my dad, which is a man of integrity, and I live by his philosophy, which is always doing the right thing when no one else is looking. And um, my dad has deceased, and how proud he I say how proud he must be to know that I'm with an organization that starts with trust and educates on um, integrity, which he was very fond of the Better Business Bureau and, um, you know, used to always tell his friends when I was growing up and didn't really even know who the BBB was, but he would always tell his friends when they had a problem, call the Better Business Bureau. So this is where I am and I'm pretty sure he would be proud. Awesome. So what is something, um, one observation or lesson uh, that you would share with a mentee uh, today? Um, let's see. Um, I think a lesson that I've I've learned is always learning from mistakes. And yes, I make mistakes. Um, my college professor used to always say, the more mistakes you make, the smarter you get. Um, I've always had the opportunity to mentor new BBB presidents and the lesson is one that I first that I share first, especially if they're brand new with no experience. I was a newbie back and 11 years ago, and I made my share of mistakes. So I would say to the mentees that I have been able to work with, um, that is something that I usually say first: is you know, learn from your mistakes, grow from your mistakes. Um, so um, you know, you can be you know do better at your job, and um, actually sometimes it's even helps with being a better person. Great. Uh, Who is someone in your network who you can count on being a good partner for collaborating and forming community partnerships? Well, I would probably have to say AARP of South Carolina. Um, I had the opportunity of meeting a fine young gentleman named Patrick Cobb, and we partnered together for um, the Community Shred Days. 
Um, now it is now called the BBB and AARP South Carolina Secure Your ID Shred Events. And so we um, co-partnered with them, which helped us grow the number of events that we are allowed to do where, you know, consumers will not fall, hopefully not fall victim to identity theft. Um, we educate, we give them education information when they do come to the events. Um, and also um, I was, it was, it was very wonderful for us. Um, we kind of, they kind of made us like a co-partner with them when they brought Frank Abinall, which was the catch me if you can guy. We did a Teletown um, event here at the BBB office. And then we headed over to the Greenville um, Hilton and they had a wonderful event on fraud, which tons, hundreds of people came, lots of seniors. Um, it was just a, a not, it was a very informative um, to hear his story of fraud and how he went to being a fraudster to actually working with the FBI. But I also think it was with the seniors um, with some of the stuff that he talked about. Um, and he actually lectured them on not falling victims to scams. And, um, and I'm trying to think um, I'm pretty much with the AARP. I mean, we still, I still work with um, Patrick and Joe from there. And it's just been a very good partnership. And um, if I know somebody here that they need to find, then I help them with that. And then maybe there's somebody within for the, you know, with, with fraud or anything that they've gave me so many connections. And I so appreciate everything they do, not only for seniors, but just for all the people that they partner with and help with to make things better. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, if you were emperor for a day, what is one thing about your job or sector that you would change? It's not really about my job, and I'm probably going to be a little political here, but I think it would be, <laughs> as the U.S. is experiencing many bursts of inflation, I would probably say if I was emperor for the day, I would bring down the gas prices to where they were below $2. Um, you know, I travel 85 every day, and it's so sad to see so many cars sitting beside the road mainly because people couldn't afford the gas. And it's just it's sad to me. And then, you know, of course, going in the grocery stores, you know, I hear it from my friends, I hear it for everybody, but, you know, to go in the grocery store and see the prices that we're paying. And also that it's really sad because I don't think that, you know, with our employees and everything that with inflation prices that are the wages are probably not what they should be are that since inflation has increased. So I would try to change all that in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. I think that would, be, that would be awesome if we could could do that. Um, uh, certainly something that has come up over over time and, and hopefully is, is starting to wane, but definitely uh, if you could yeah. wave your magic wand, we would appreciate that. Um, I did go is, to Costco yesterday and gas was what, 324? And I texted my husband and I told him and he said, I'll be more excited when it's below $2. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might be a little while before we get to that. Yeah, but every, every nickel, so. every nickel I counts. So. I just sure. hate it for those that, you know, cannot afford that. Uh, absolutely. Um, so what is uh, one thing you want to make sure you accomplish before your career is over? 
Let's see, one thing that I would like to accomplish is probably um, going back to the Savvy Senior is where we have reached, you know, our percentages have grown each year to where we're actually helping with the problem more and more less seniors are being scammed. Perfect. And then the last one, we always hear people talk about uh, what keeps them up at night. But what I want to know is what about your job gets you up in the morning? Um, I love the BBB. Um, I love my job. I love what I do. Um, it's I start my morning at 530. Um, definitely with a, more, a, a, a morning coffee. <laughs> um, and I just I mean, I love the BBB. I love what I do. So, you know, to get me up in the morning and start going is and normally, I before I go to bed, I normally kind of go through my to-do list. And so probably that helps me with getting up because I know that there's quite a few things that I need to do and get done that day. So, um, you know, I go over that again in the morning and, um, you know, get in the car and drive on 85, which can be a little frustrating. So, <laughs> but um, I just, I think it's because I love my job and it makes it easier for you to get up in the morning. And um, that's, you know, that's probably definitely what makes me go. Well, and absolutely. And, and the last thing I'll say about that is you're, for those who have not seen the BBB car riding through uh, the community, you have a great rap for the Better <laughs> Business Bureau. So everybody knows that you're, uh, you're there when, um, when you come riding through. Yes, I do. I drive it actually every day. <laughs> So V, thank you so much for being with us. I think it's uh, important for people to hear about some of the things that the Better Business Bureau is doing. Like I said, I think that's one of those, you know, staple organizations that people know it sort of, but don't, but diving into some of the specific things that you guys do, I think is hopefully been helpful for uh, our audience. And I appreciate you taking time to be with us. Oh, you're welcome, Dean. And thank you guys for all that you do. I appreciate you. Well, thank you. And, and thank you for uh, folks for joining us for this edition of Upstate Gems. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure and like us on your podcast app and tell your friends. You can also check out the 10 at the Top podcast channel for new episodes of Upstate Gems, as well as our other podcasts focusing on entrepreneurship, mobility, and community health in the Upstate.